Hello and welcome to episode 66 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo, and the other P in my pod, Mark. It's a chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, food and, and funny business, shenanigans. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this, then our work here is done. Just for you, Mark, that one. Yes. I thought you could have said the other petit pois and I could have taken that as an insult. Why? Well, well, like little pea. What, like a hike thing? Hike I would never pee. comment on your hike. No. I've told you about the co-op peas, haven't I? Oh, God, you always... Yeah, well, yeah, to be fair, you banged on about them for a while. It's still there. Have, you noticed, I, have you noticed I... Yeah, I don't know if I've ever left them in. I normally edit those out. You have edited Because they're normally about 20 minutes of you telling telling me how expensive... Well, how, how much you've been ripped off by the co-op. So you do want you want to do it again? Well, as you've yeah, asked. Yeah. So in the co-op, there's two bags of peas, both co-op garden peas, frozen, and I'm not going to go into the the minutiae of it no go on mark while we're here but the bigger bag is always um cheaper than the little bag <laughs> always dun 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 and it's picking on old people oh yeah because they actually... go only need a few pe- no what am i doing what you don't you don't need to do an impression of an old person i'll just speak normally <laughs> that's what i was going to say <laughs> oh bless oh, you know old people like in their 60s yeah they're so stupid (laughs) so what it is what it is is that they're playing on old people going i don't need loads of peas i just need a small bag because i'm only me and it's like ridiculous that it's like the difference in price is is daft why don't you write a letter okay i will if you feel so strongly about that there's also the logic you could say if you're not ripping off off old people why would you have a big bag of peas costing less than a little? What's your rationale? It isn't mm. like it's a lost well, leader. No, no, there you go. That's the, the meat of your of your letter, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Accountability. Please. I want some help with accountability. Oh, yeah. I can be your accountability buddy. Well, and and the... Have you, have you done that yet? Mark, have you done that yet? Because <laughs> that's what my texts will sound like. You've done that yet? Come on. You, you said a, you'd do it. You haven't done it yet. Writing a Danny Dyer email. <laughs> oh, Mark. No, no. Danny Dyer. Get it, Danny, you that schlag. Yeah, Is that better? Yeah. Where's your peas? What's your peas and cues? Schlag. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to us in your podcast app and follow us on the socials by searching for I'm Finecast. And please drop us an email at imfinecast at gmail.com, which some people have done. So coming up in this episode, uh, warm up and stretch. We've got some catch ups and bookmarks because we're doing, you know, one a week, aren't we? So we've got plenty to catch up with. Mm-hmm. However, we do have a special guest interview in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are continuing our journey into gut health by speaking to Miguel Toribio Mateus, who's Director of Research and Innovation at Atlas Biomed, the very clever sausages behind the DNA and microbiome tests that I've done that I still haven't talked What? You didn't have to use sausages, bearing in mind. The... What? <laughs> What's off the clever sausages? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. You, what? Is this being... No. What? Well, he was saying about people not liking to talk about poo in the interview. And I've just... <laughs> Have you just linked sausages and poo? It's so childish, <laughs> honestly. Carry on. So we kick things off chatting about the gut-brain axis, which you have talked about on this pod mm. many, many episodes ago with the mm. vagus nerve. So we thought we'd ask someone who knew what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a chat with Miguel, which I did yesterday, and you've heard yeah. the interview, Mark, haven't you? I have. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it thoroughly. I good. thought it was a really good balance from him in terms of it was educative. It was He had a, he had a really good sense of humour, and it made sense. I just thought it was a really good level. The only thing I thought, I was a little bit surprised that, that there wasn't a big push from either of you. For? Well, every podcast I'm listening, I'm listening to 
Shagmari Denoid at the moment, which I'm really enjoying. Oh, although right. there are little 15 bit... minutes of ads at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know their whole HelloFresh menu, but I no. just thought... That's not what we're about. No, no, no. I know we're not. For, for someone to give his time up like that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he, he wasn't like, oh, by the way, he wasn't like name dropping and stuff like that. He yeah. was just. No, they're yeah. great. I've been kind of encouraging them to to push their wares yeah. really because, it, but, well, because we kind of believe in the, well, I believe, we believe yeah. in, in the in the product. So, and we believe it's going to be a benefit to our listeners. And that's kind of how we roll here, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's so coming up. Yeah. We'll take a look at that and um, what significant part it plays in our overall physical and mental health. And also at Aspire Med have kindly given us 30% off for you, our listeners, uh, off the DNA and microbiome tests. So stick around for the code and I'll, I'll give you that later on. And um, because it's a bit of a shorter episode either side of that, mm-hmm. uh, we go straight into mailbag. Okay. Got a couple of mails and uh, some life hacks. Go. This is going to be, I can see it. What, are you pumped now? You have woken up. No, Christ. no, but there's, no, there's not going You're to be any. standing up and cowering over me. <laughs> it's very threatening, Mark. You sit down. Okay. I didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> What? Oh, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yes, yeah, so I've already said that we're doing one podcast a week. Just another reminder, I won't keep banging on about it, mm. but we will be publishing every Friday at uh, 5 a.m. UK time. Be there or be square or be in bed like the rest of us. We may from time to time have the occasional bonus episode on a Tuesday, but we'll let you know in advance. Now, Mark, we're on YouTube. Just to remind everyone, not we're not visual on no. YouTube. We are audible on youtube and that's good it is good isn't yeah. it it's nice to have just another platform where people can listen to our mild-mannered yeah revelry absolutely so that's the end of that conversation i'm guessing no mark it isn't <laughs> actually because you know what's happened do you know what they've gone and done those nasty people at google they're not nasty but well well mm, here what i've got it they are <laughs> Well, listen to what I've got to say, and then you can make your mind up. Okay. This isn't a first for us. What? Brushing with authority. <laughs> Brushing with censorship. Yeah. I got an email, and I put this up on the socials, where one of our podcasts mm-hmm. that I put on YouTube has been uh, removed because it violates the code of conduct. A part of me was like, get in. A part of me was like, which bit? Mm. What have we said? And basically it was, um, it was referring to, I guess, misinformation around the vaccines that isn't in line with the WHO. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a flick through, couldn't find anything. And I think you had a flick through. And I think you mm. found, you might have found the offending, yes. the offending article, right? It's a sentence. And the sentence is... Some... Is something you said? Yeah. Figures. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> um, the sentence is something along the lines of the vaccine certificate per se will not stop the spread of covid right that's why i think they've taken exception to right and it was in the context of i think we might need to allude to the fucking <laughs> dopey ass prime minister's stupid <laughs> what yesterday for fuck's sake seriously i'm cynical i have a load of alternative realities racing in my head every minute of the day but for somebody to sit there having presided over the only thing that he's done properly which mm-hmm. is the mass vaccination better than any other country yeah quicker, Israel. yeah quicker than and there's a reason why israel's top because that's going to be the home of the great reset but anyway oh maybe teaser maybe that we can't just do this in mailbag but, um, <laughs> no. Um, no, no but having presided over something the only thing that he has done and his, his government have done well in this whole this whole drama to say that lockdown has been the reason and not the vaccination 
flies in the face of yeah. every piece of scientific evidence. It's yeah. because then you could go to Sweden where they haven't had a lockdown yeah. and people are going, oh, there's more cases there now because they're behind on the vaccinations. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. No matter how cynical you are about how good the vaccinations are and everything else, it is obvious they are having an effect. And the other thing that is having an effect, which I have said every week for the last however many months, seasonality. COVID was always going to be at the behest of seasonality because flu is at the behest of seasonality. Right. It's the same family. You don't get mass flu epidemics yeah. in a British summer. Yeah, doesn't happen. Check check the check the stats for the last five ten years, right? Yeah, it's it's seasonality, and it's linked mm -hmm. to vitamin D, which goes with seasonality, which goes because the sun comes out in the summer. So, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, so the offending line. Spoiler alert: yeah, the, the sun comes out in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Would you have two spoilers you've done now? We're almost at the head of the podcast game, aren't we? You can see others following us. That, I'll tell Honestly, you what, people will come be, out again. People will be talking about sun and summer. Yeah, in the next week, I reckon they? Daily Mail. Watch the weather, man. They'll be all over that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's have a look then. I reckon next three or four days, there'll be a lot more sun and summer than there has been. Yeah. Anyway, so, blah, 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 blah. Oh, so the offending line. What I meant by the offending line is, mm. per se, the transmission of COVID yeah. does not get stopped by someone saying, I have been vaccinated twice. Absolutely right. The vaccination, right. Yes. it isn't showing the certificate. We were talking about the passports and getting into establishments, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. Now, I think what YouTube have done is gone... Well, he's, he's not listened to it for no. a start. <laughs> he's gone... He. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he well, it's got to be a he because they're evil, Yeah, aren't they? Oh, can I do the, the Nigel Farage in a minute? So I think what they've done is me be... They're seeing that as me being anti-COVID passport, which I am 100%. I'm yeah, but that's not what we've been viola that's violated for an opinion on a passport. That's not what we've been shut down for. Shut down! But it's because we violated World Health Organization, didn't we? It was contrary information to what the WHO are saying oh, about actually, saying about vaccines. We're, we're not saying any. We're not. We weren't knocking the vaccine. We were no. talking about passports. But that's amazing. If we got shut down when we weren't actually knocking it, how much is being taken off? Mm. Yeah, that is frightening. So I, I went back to the appeal. So we've made no mention of this. And please point out the offending line. Mm. Kind regards, Mark. <laughs> 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 what? So I'm putting my name to this. No. You've got a reputation to keep yeah. up. Yeah. Where are we? Nigel Farage, very quickly. Oh, right. He's been doing something recently in a podcast I listen to. Um, I've been talking about these. You can basically get a celebrity to wish you a happy birthday or do a message, like a video message to right. your mates. Right. And there's loads in the States and some like really big names. Okay. And Nigel Farage is on one called Cameo. But it, it goes literally from, you know, a very z-list celebrity on eastenders to like real hollywood actors right and you pay them like 450 quid and you get a 20 second video of them going and then you ask you tell them what you want to say and they right. either do their you know their well-known line or whatever or they become all sort of what's it almost a parody of themselves yeah 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 okay. and nigel farage is on this i think it's 63 pounds his going rate right. so he'll do a message kind of 63 pounds too much really someone has asked him to either wish happy birthday or something something mm to someone called Hugh Janus. <laughs> he didn't, did he? Yeah. Now, this is what I'm going to say. This is the well, interesting Mike, Mike thing. Hunt. Yeah. Oh, sorry, what? Mrs. Damer. What? I said Mike Hunt. Yeah. Didn't I? So, with Hugh Janus, um, the person that's done <laughs> it... The, the person that's done it put up the video yeah. of Farage doing it. Right, yeah. And 
everybody's gone, ha ha, you didn't even know he's saying it. What a sucker. Yeah. Ha ha ha. 10,000 tweets in the first hour. Ha ha, this guy doesn't know what he's about. He's actually said it and he's just there. Look at him. Watch, watch this video of him doing it on Cameo. Yeah, Farage knows nothing. He knows nothing about how the media works. Yeah, does he? He, he knows nothing about um, like selling or marketing. He knows Idiot. nothing about viral look, look content. Look at us. And then someone else has gone, oh, they didn't use Mike Hunt, but there was something else. And they went, oh, no, gonna... no, Mike Hunt. Yes. I'm gonna... Look, honestly, Mark, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I'm going to get him to say this. And everyone's going, oh, look at us. And he's there, there going, that's £63 <laughs> times a million, isn't it? <laughs> Such brilliance by him. But it, it just made me laugh at that, that people, yeah. you know. Idiots calling someone an idiot. Yeah, when mm. they've been the idiot. Happy birthday, Hugh Janus. I've heard you're a massive fan. Brilliant. Some th- th- thoughts come to me like butterflies in the week. Mm-hmm. I write them down on my on my little notepad, mm. um, just like you do yeah, on my phone. Mm. Oh, you t- you take screenshots of your thoughts, don't you? <laughs> that's it. Oh well, that's the difference between. Us. I've been listening to you, so instead of taking screenshots, yeah. I now copy and paste the link. What? But just let me show you. There's... Shut the front no, door. No, no. But so there's a problem with this. So those are all my notes for this. For today's... Oh, I can see why the problem is. They're just a list of links and you don't know what the hell each one of them is. Nope. You're halfway there. But I'm, I'm really encouraged by the progress you've made. It was a lot easier when I had a photograph. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so I've got one here. <laughs> Twitter.com. I can't argue with that. It's a really valid point. Slash haggis underscore UK. So what the hell's that? No idea. Now I've got to go into it now. You've almost got to look at then the forward slash because you, it's not long enough so you can't see what the full URL is because it might have the name of the article in the No, URL. no, it's just <laughs> haggis underscore UK. So I'll tell you what it is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what? He was your favourite man in all the world. Not. Not? Yeah. Who's the, who's the biggest wanker in the world? Uh, oh, God, there's so many, Mark. Uh, put me on the spot. Um... I don't, I don't. Who's given you the most angst? We're probably going to have to cut this out, aren't we? Do I know him? <laughs> yeah. Is it one of our friends? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have any venom towards anyone, do I? You do. Who? I'll show you the picture. <laughs> oh yeah, right wanker. Actually, I haven't got a problem with him. You haven't? No. He's got a problem with the people he employs. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> we'll leave that one. But that's what haggis underscore UK was. <laughs> right. What's he? Is he grown haggises in that now? Is he? Uh, this might this might be unsavoury, Mark. But I put thoughts down as they arrive in my head, yeah. and uh, this one was. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to run with it. Uh, now we all like the the smell of our own farts, don't we, Mark? There's a theme. We're talking about gut. There's poo mentioned in this. Yeah. Okay. Thing already, and there will be poo mentioned again coming up. Poo warning. <laughs> poo trigger warning. There's one. There's more poo coming. Yeah. But we all like the smell of our own farts. Yeah. Don't, don't don't not I'm, take part in this. You have an opinion like everybody else. I, those who know me are absolutely at the moment going. You look disgusted. You I'm look not disgusted. good with disgusted. Let's just, just move on. Okay, I like the smell of my own farts, Mark. Okay, <laughs> but I do draw the line when you get back in the car and you're reminded that you did a fart before you got out of the car. Okay, you basically feel like you're sitting back in someone else's fart. I don't. Okay. I don't like that. Right. That's unpleasant. Okay. I um, just wanted to see if you shared the same view. No, no, because I have a life. <laughs> Do you have a fart? You like the Queen? Do you fart? Uh-uh. You don't? No. Why me? Just Why lucky you? like that, I suppose. We're <laughs> <laughs> at 20 minutes already. <laughs> we have time for any bookmarks. I could leave some. Uh, was Lenin stuffed? I, I've spoken again with a Russian spy and she said yes. Really? Yeah. And he's taken away every what? so often out of the tomb, the tomb shut while well, he's she redone. Would, she would probably have inside information, wouldn't she? Mm-hmm. But that's not what, what it says on The Guardian. Okay. 
So I, I'm, I'm not quite sure I want to go here so, now. It, it doesn't say it's stuffed. This is from two. This is from 2016, so it's five five years out of date. Mm. Um, well, I don't. So, I don't think Lenin would get out of date, would he? Sort of no, out I, of date. Yeah. <laughs> when Lenin died in January 1924, no one planned to preserve his body for quite this long. So 97 years now, mm-hmm. I think. Is that right? Uh, in fact, the renowned pathologist uh, Alexei Abrishkovlov, uh, who performed the autopsy on the body, cut its major arteries of the body. And he'd later have said if he had if he'd known what was going to happen, he wouldn't have done that. Because apparently, keeping blood in in okay. in all the arteries yeah. into the tissues yeah. and you then put embalming fluid through yeah. it then preserves. But they had they didn't do that. After the autopsy, Lenin's body was temporarily embalmed to prevent it from immediately decomposing. While for four days the corpse was kept in an open casket at Union House uh, in the centre of Moscow, mm. crowds of fifty thousand people passed through the hall where he lay, uh, despite freezing temperatures of minus seven. As droves of people kept coming from all over the country, the government moved the casket to a temporary wooden mausoleum on Red Square. As it was so cold, the body was still intact, and it was only. 56 days later, as warmer weather slowly edged in, that Soviet officials decided to permanently preserve the body. Okay. But what they actually did, there's lots of lots of guff on this, but they, they tried all sorts of things, hmm. but they basically created their own embalming fluid. Okay. Well, um, I guess that's a, maybe it's a liquid stuffing. Stuff has been... He's <laughs> oh, been... <okay. laughs> yeah, I didn't think he's like stuff with feathers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or old socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know... Used I'd... carrier bags. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great shout, isn't it? Bag for death. (laughs) (laughs) Bring bring back your Russian revolutionary leader and I'll give you a new one. You're on fire tonight. Mm. Uh, Their embalming food is so good that other countries came to them for it. Yeah. The unique technique developed by Soviet scientists has also resulted in several customers from abroad. Besides Lenin, the lab in Moscow also embalmed, amongst others, Vietnamese President Ho Chi Minh, Mm -hmm. Bulgarian leader Georgi Dimitrov, Mm -hmm. and North Korean leaders Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il, not to mention Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin, whose uh, embalmed body lay alongside Lenin's from 1953 to 61. Didn't know that? No. Um, so now moving on, interview with Miguel. So we had a chat with Miguel yesterday yeah, at yeah. Atlas Biomed. It's uh, really good. So we'll we'll let you get into that, and then and we'll come back in a bit. Yeah, here it is. Hi Miguel, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. We spoke a few weeks ago because you were kind enough to go through my gut biome results, which was great. So it's quite a the personal service. I mean, I think it's probably worth saying you don't do that for everyone who who, um, who no, does these tests. No, Otherwise, please. you wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's not something we're going to be Absolutely. advertising. So I'm really grateful <laughs> for you to do that. And um, we had a bit of a chat then. We said it'd be good to have a bit of a kind of wider chat that we can record and, and everyone can hear. So so you work at Atlas Biomed. Uh, do you want to give us a little rundown as, of what you do there? Sure. So my role at Atlas Biomed is uh, Director of Research and Innovation. And uh, um, so I work in R&D and it, it covers a wide range of things. So from working on some of the features that you will see in your microbiome results. So, you know, when you go through your results and you see how the bacteria might be presented to you, or uh, for example, a, a new thing is that you see a inflammatory yeast in your microbiome or a, a, a anti-inflammatory potential index. And, and that is something that I, I was working on for a few months last year. And uh, 
is being developed into a part of the report. So that's the kind of research that I do in terms of bringing something new to our users. People like you who do a, um, a stool test and get their biome um, um, checked out. I don't know how we really got into it, but we're obviously, we, we cover all sorts of things, kind of, you know, mental health and our own and other people's and, and technology and, and social. And um, we started to get into the kind of brain and gut. I mean, I've, I don't want to go on about my gut troubles, but we've already covered it on a podcast, but I've had some of my bowel removed with um, diverticulitis. And I think, think since then I've become obviously more aware of my own gut health but what I've always always found up until that point where I was I was diagnosed and had and had that op I always found that GPs or or any kind of healthcare professionals that you go to were, were very reluctant to kind of get into gut health and I guess what my my kind of own learnings and I think I think it kind of makes more sense to me now that because it's so complex and everybody is so individual well now as now as we've discovered it's so interconnected with the rest of your body it's not just an isolated thing it makes more sense that it's such a complicated thing you can see why people don't touch it and I guess my introduction to Atlas and you was just to kind of what we talk about in the podcast a lot is taking accountability of our own health and doing something about it whereas you know I guess growing up it's always a case of if you're not well or if you don't understand something about your body, you go and speak to a professional about it. On one side, it's a very complex issue. On the other side of it, there is the technology and, and the information out there now to, to start joining the dots. We started to cover uh, the gut and then the gut brain access. Then we've talked about the vagus nerve. So essentially, my, my probably first main question is what it is, what part it plays, and then why should we care about it? Sure. So the, the gut brain access is the, it's like the, the internet connection communicating your gut and your brain in a way and you have a, a wired connection that is quite strong and reliable and uh, that sends a huge amount of messages from the gut up to the brain so bottom up it's a really really strong signal is sending a lot of information into not just the brain in general the part of the brain that deals with emotions which is why we have this idea that the gut brain connection is so important in terms of uh, uh, mood, for example, mm -hmm. and, uh, and anything that is uh, emotional regulation, because the cable that connects that, that internet kind of uh, um, communication between the gut and the brain is called the vagus nerve that you've talked about in, in other podcasts. Yeah. It happens to innervate the whole of the colon. So that means that it's like a mesh of um, tiny little um, uh, fiberglass cables um, picking up signals from the whole of the of the uh, uh, of the colon, yeah. and it it blends together into a massive chunky cable that goes all the way up your spine and straight into the center of the brain, and that's where you find the uh, in the anatomy of the brain this area called the limbic system, which is the the emotional control. Um, section of the brain so it's uh, it deals with the fight or flight response um, and uh, and not only that is again as you mentioned the gut brain axis is important because it's the gut is connected with the rest of the body well the brain in itself it's got loads of anatomical features loads of anatomical pieces to it like a like a jigsaw but they don't work in isolation and they work in in conjunction with that the whole of the brain yeah. so for you to be able to make decisions on a day-to-day -day basis to know what you're doing next to think about the future to recall things from the recent past mm -hmm. from five minutes ago but also from 10 years ago or 20 years ago yeah. and to make all of those connections so you have a fully working you know brain that is functional and and mm -hmm. everything is ticking along 
the limbic system needs to be working in a way that doesn't take over. Because when it takes over, if anybody can think of a situation where you were completely stressed out, not a little bit stressed, mm. but just like panicky, wh what can you do then? Nothing. You're frozen in that kind of situation. Yeah. And, and that is um, the part of the brain, that limbic system, that the gut is literally connected by means of the vag vagus nerve into. So it's quite significant, that kind of connection. And then you've got, as I was um, using an analogy of an internet connection, you've got a Wi-Fi kind of connection as well, which is based on different molecules that are produced by your gut bacteria mm -hmm. um, or that are, are in the gut and may not be produced by your gut bacteria directly, but are part of the ecosystem of the gut and they go up or down according to how many lactobacilli you might have or how many bifidobacteria you might have mm -hmm. so some of the these molecules um, um will be the direct product of of bacteria eating the food that you put in your mouth and doing something with it and we can talk about them later yeah and some other ones are molecules that will be in your body and will contribute to inflammation for example or you know a regulation of your immune system and so on so they are when I talk about molecules, if people don't don't get the concept of a molecule, just think of a little a little droplet yeah. of something floating around your gut, you know, and uh, and they do a number of things. You know, they could be hormones, they could be neurotransmitters. So people know about dopamine and serotonin and all these kind of things. Yeah. All of those all of those molecules play a role in that Wi-Fi. That is what wider is not is not using cables. It's just going through your blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the whole of your body. So you have inflammatory molecules going through the whole of your body, anti-inflammatory molecules going through the whole of your body. And they go from the gut and, and some of them happen to land in the brain. So there's this really complex way of communicating between the right, gut and the okay. brain that uh, and this is just from the from the gut up into the brain yeah the brain is also communicating down using the same mechanisms it, it's a lot weaker so it's more binary as well it's very much kind of a you know yes and no kind of messages yeah, okay you yeah. know like oh open your bowel, do not open your bowel, move the muscle in the gut so you can have a poo, do not move it. You know, this kind of, uh, you know, produce more mucus, produce less mucus. All of these kind of things are, these messages are coming from the brain down, yeah. whereas the messages that are coming from the gut up are super complicated. You yeah. need like a what, Watson IBM computer <laughs> to which decide is your brain? Uh, which what is your the brain? hell is going on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You need a you need a decent computer to to, to exactly. process all that. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask about the up down kind of. I never I never thought of it like that, but um, that kind of makes sense because there's so much going on in the gut, isn't there? And the the brain has to decipher that. Yeah, and it tells you about things like whether you are full or not. So there will be some molecules that are peptides that are um, um, partly resembling neurotransmitters, but partly resembling digestive molecules. So they, they're kind of like a hybrid, again, like a, uh, like a hybrid wave of communication that tells the brain whether you're full, whether you need to eat more um, something that is going to fill you up more quickly or less quickly. So yeah. whether you crave something more sugary or carby because that is what your body is as asking you to have mm. or whether you want something a bit more consistent, whether you're thirsty or not. Uh, there's, there's a lot of these kind of like really basic um, um, signals that you need for survival. But equally, there's a lot that we haven't tapped into so much that is around 
intuition and people get butterflies in the stomach for example so that is you know there's something that is telling you something's going to happen so or if if anybody suffers with anxiety for example and you do get like a grip in your in your bowel when you when you're anxious and what is that going on there is it your is it your dopamine that is working at that point and and you know there's too much of it or mm. what what is going on there's a lot of communication from the gut app that is uh, we're going to be learning about in in the next few years because it's a very emerging kind of a uh, uh, field of science and uh, yeah. and it used to be largely unknown we did know about the gut brain connection for for yeah. years probably yeah. we have known for the last 15 20 years about it but that we haven't got to know it in the detail that we know it today until very recently and now because it's such a a hot topic because literally that that communication between the gut and the brain affects every single tissue you can think of in your body you know your eyes your skin your your hair your heart um, your muscles everything this is 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 booming in terms of research and and finding the connections between the gut and the rest of the body not just the brain yeah Uh, and uh and probably give it another five years and we'll have a lot more tangible information about it because at the moment it's just this is a huge amount of information that is quite complex to understand. Yeah, yes. So, And I guess what I touched on at the beginning was that because it's so complex, I think that's probably why a lot of healthcare professionals don't touch it. They can they probably have yeah. a, a basic understanding of the mechanics, but yeah. every person that turns up at the doctor's has a different story, has a different, you know, connect set well, of exactly. you know, different diet, different environment, different, different lifestyles. Yeah, absolutely. And the things that we do know is that the, obviously nutrition and your diet and what, what you put in your mouth at the end of the day will have a huge effect on the gut because yeah. it is a tube at the end of the day that is processing that food in at different stages and some of it is more mechanical. Some of it involves your gut bacteria. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, different processes. But at the end of the day, what you put one end needs to go out the other end. And that, that's the that's the basics of it. So, yeah, you know, you can think how food is going to have a huge impact. Yeah. But then again, we know from very good quality uh, research that is not that recent now, you know, probably like five, s- seven years ago. Mm that the amount of movement that you do, the amount of exercise, physical activity that you do also has an impact on this thing called your microbial diversity. So the diversity of your of your gut flora, which is a little bit like uh, the diversity in a city. You know, if you have a gut that is, you know, where everybody's just blonde and blue-eyed, yeah. it gets a bit boring to walk around the street because everybody looks exactly the same. It would be a bit freaky as well. But, <laughs> you know, if, if you walk through London... There's all kinds of physiognomies and, and shapes and sizes and colors. And that's what you want your gut to be. You want yeah. your gut to be a bit like, you know, walking around Shoreditch or something, you know. <laughs> you want that kind of, ex- you want your, your short, your, a Shoreditch gut. I should patent that. Yeah, you should. A hipster gut, right? <laughs> is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, well, maybe, you know, a hipster can be a I know what you mean. So maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah, multicultural, yeah, but diverse, multicultural, diverse. exactly, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, because that has a, that, that what we do now is, again, so that was just an example. So if you mm. move more, if you exercise more, if you have a, a, a good amount of physical activity, that has an impact on that diversity. And then diversity is one of the things that when I was saying the science around 
the gut microbiome is is emerging and so on. But yeah. one of the things that we do know for sure is that that diversity, that quirkiness that makes you unique, the more you have of that, the better you are protected from a number of different things, you know, from um, immune issues yeah. to cancer to um, everything you want to, to, to look out for. There's been studies done to, to show that diversity has a protective effect. So again, just for those listening, it doesn't mean that it cures it, yeah. but it means that you will be better protected. And if you do happen to get any of these conditions, you know, if you happen to get cancer or uh, um, autoimmune condition or neurodegenerative condition, whatever it is, mm. you are less likely to get the full-blown effects of it and more likely to react better to medication as well. And that's that's important. Yeah. I mean, we've touched on it on the pod. We 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 have been known to talk about COVID and um, various other things. But in terms terms of immunity, um, I, is it is it right? I saw a stat that it was like you know seventy percent of our immunity is is based or you know kind of founded in the gut or yeah, you know, it, that's correct. And 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 again, without getting into the ins and outs of of COVID, mm-hmm. yeah, what the, the the studies that have been done because this is such a fertile ground for research, yeah. there, there has been. A fair amount of studies done on the microbiome of those with COVID and those without COVID and the comparison between the two. So what we do know is that if you happen to get COVID and you have a, a wider diversity, mm. you are less likely to have the full-blown effects of it. Sure. Um, the severity of the effects that that you would probably experience if your diversity was lower. Yeah. So that's an interesting fact. And uh, uh, there's been a fair amount research done and in in that kind of area again it's it's always multifactorial these things you can never just pinpoint it to diversity because you could yeah. have the biggest diversity and then still have covid and and be unlucky have a heart condition yeah. a lung condition exactly well, whatever, yeah course. or be overweight or whatever you know there's a, a number of the uh, risk factors yeah yeah and yeah. studies are not perfect you know they always look at things in a certain amount of isolation because if you if you expand the kind of complexity of the studies, it becomes more difficult to to actually figure out what's going on in the study. So yeah. they need to kind of like chunk down the, the diversity of what you're looking at. Otherwise, it's just too difficult to, to assess. Yeah. But we can say that if you have a better diversity, you're always going to fare better than if you have a, think, a lower yeah. sure. diversity. I guess like I touched on earlier, if it's if it's such a big part of us, <laughs> you know, I guess surface area of, of an organ. I mean, your, your stomach is an, is an organ. Is that right? I'm saying things now. I that's why you're on here. Yeah, so you yeah, yeah, correct yeah. me. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of the gut and the surface area is big. It's actually actually a physically big part of us. But as it's such a big part of our, our physiology and our health, mental health, body health everything then why don't we know more about it you know i think maybe 10 years ago i heard of yakult in terms and and knew it had bacteria and thought oh you know sounds like bacteria might be good for the stomach you know it's only kind of maybe five or six years ago that it kind of you know when like most of these things when a condition happens to you you're suddenly more aware of it we touched on it a couple of pods ago until it kind of hits you or it involves you in your life or you know someone you tend not to give give two shits about it really which which you start to think this is awful why have we not known this earlier is it is it purely because is it purely down to science is it purely down to understanding we've been around for thousands of years so why are we slow to the party on on our gut health or are we not or maybe it's just one of those things it, you know i'm just late to the party i don't know yeah i i i think that there is something 
about the gut that is it obviously involves thinking about poo which is not something that uh, people like sure. to think about or a lot of people like to think about yeah. um it's uh you know even if you ask somebody you know do you look at your poo when you when you go to the toilet yeah uh which probably you should do just to have an idea whether it's actually you know uh it looks all right or whether there's blood in it or mucus or whatever which yeah. can tell you a lot of information about your your, your health mm, mm. but a lot of people don't 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 do it and a lot of people when you ask them they oh no i wouldn't do that you yeah, know yeah so there is that kind of uh um uh, attitude yeah uh and then it's combined with the fact that in in certain countries there's not so much a culture of prevention and that is changing uh, probably yeah. with the you know with the pandemic and so yeah. on is probably going to change a lot more Whereas in other countries, there's a lot more um, emphasis on on preventing, on what might happen, and actually keeping on top of things. Yeah, proactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you look at uh, Eastern Europe, for example, they they use fermented foods traditionally. They have done for centuries, and they talk about the gut a lot more than than we do in in the West. Yeah. If you look at preventive cultures, for example, uh, I grew up in Spain, and uh, people do worry about getting getting tests done for example and you know it's very strange in spain if you haven't had a blood test done in the last six months people think you're weird so yeah, right. you know for a for the typical brit that normally has a, a blood test done once in a in five years or something just because right. you know because it's mandatory the nhs sends you a letter and, and you know for the right, typical okay, person okay. who's sticking along you know somebody obviously who has a a, a condition that might be a might be a different matter but yeah. you know a typical person which is growing and you get to 40 or 45 and you get a letter from the nhs or you need a prostate check or you need a you know or you need a, to check your cholesterol and you think oh wow that that might be the first test i've had done in the last five years or something yeah. whereas in other countries it's just routine right okay you know and that's that's the way it works so so there is this this uh, but then again we have really excellent surgery for example so the focus has been on when something really when the shit hits the fan then really tackle it at that point as opposed to invest millions in checking yeah. your cholesterol and whether you're inflamed or not at 40 so it's kind of a it's a combination of different things but yeah um, there is a growing awareness of uh, taking care of yourself not just through the gut but you know the, the whole of the of the body yeah and it's expanding from a more female kind of oriented um situation where females have always been women are much greater at you know taking care of themselves and actually doing me time and sure. thinking about their health than hmm. than blokes you know it's the kind of like the typical British bloke attitude is, you know, oh, uh, it will go away. If I wait long enough, it will disappear kind of thing. And, yeah, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and I think, you know, I'm Spanish, I'm British, and I can say, you know, um, Spanish bloke are not much, much different, to be quite honest. They're just the same. They just wait until things go away. So it's yeah. a bit of a, a male-female thing. And I think that the world is more aware to emotions now that are considered to be more kind of like a feminine thing, more of a female kind of a, yeah. a energy. And as we change in towards that, I think we are tapping into, you know, we need to actually get a grip to, to our own health and actually yeah. see what is going on with our body. And in the midst of all of that, of all of that, there is a growing interest in, in health and well-being. And this is for everybody to see, you know, you only need to go on the internet or, mm -hmm. you know, get your, get the sun 
you know, or the Daily yeah. Mail, and there will be loads of health features and healthy eating. And so it's not like 20 years ago or 30 years ago where this was, you know, you couldn't see anything about healthy eating in, in a tabloid. Whereas now oh, it's like yeah, all over yeah. the place. It's weird if you don't see it, yeah. Exactly. So I think there's a change in that kind of uh, aspect of society that is quite interesting and uh, and I find quite positive. We're moving in the right direction and, and gut health will keep growing. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things that people will, will acknowledge more because there's always going to be an element of whatever you're putting in your body is going to affect your gut and your mm. gut is connected to the rest of your body. So why not take care of what you eat yeah. and your gut yeah. as a starting point? And again, it's not going to always be the the silver bullet that sorts out everything. You know, you could yeah. have other things going on that make that a bit more difficult to to engage with that kind of journey yeah. but it's always going to be a good starting point yeah when i had my colon removed and i had a, a stoma a, a, an ileostomy so i had a stoma bag for about three three four months you are so in touch with what's going in in your mouth and what's coming out because it's coming out visibly out of your stomach yeah which totally changed my view now i i would argue now that when i had that connection with food and the understanding because because i'd almost see it a couple of hours sorry this is, you know well, it's like you were saying I, there's part of my body not wanting to talk about poo coming out of my stomach you know hopefully no one's eating their tea at the moment but <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling you know this is this is the thing it's okay it happens it, there's there's thousands millions of people who, who are in this the same situation but when this happened and you're you're seeing the result of what you're eating and what's been processed a couple of hours later so you own such a different mindset because i was super careful about what i was putting in my mouth and this is a very simple mechanic and as i'm saying it is it's sounding simple but i think a lot of us really struggle with this you know those three months i i this is the best way i can describe it i've never felt so clean in terms of my overall health that was physical health that was gut health that was that was mental health i've ne i never felt as good as when i had a stoma and i still haven't created that cleanliness or healthiness since i had that mm -hmm. we talk about habits a lot on the on the podcast and, and streaks and habits how to build healthy habits i quickly went back into the, the old habits of not thinking about what I had, what I was putting in my mouth because I lost that connection and I lost that immediacy with with what I was eating and the relevance and the context of, of what it was doing to me. I'm not saying we all have to kind of start looking at, at our feces every five minutes, but it, but, there, but there, I, we, I know exactly what you we mean. do lose that connection, don't we? Yeah, and the habits work in, in, in both positive and negative ways as well, and they are, can be quite perverse because you could know that whatever you're doing is actually not agreeing with you, but you continue doing it's it. Do it anyway, it yeah. could be drinking, it could yeah. be you know whatever you're eating at night, and you know how many people I've spoken to... Um, over the years to say oh whenever i eat bread or dairy or whatever i taste for them you know it's not for everybody but yeah, you know whatever yeah. it is for them i feel really bloated and i feel like saying so why the hell not you don't stop eating it yeah have you not thought that the the logical thing to do would be to stop eating that for a few days see that you feel different yeah and on the basis of that make an informed decision as to whether you want to continue eating it or cut it down or cut it out completely and oh oh yeah um, i might do that and i'm thinking is that that difficult to think yeah. probably not for most people it wouldn't be that difficult to think but it's you know it gets so ingrained in your brain that kind of behavior yeah that yeah. is almost like oh i'll go and pay somebody to tell me when i could just think of i feel like sorry love i'm not going to charge you for this advice because you know because you should have thought of that yourself. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you this as a freebie. 
But, you know, people do pay a professional to go and tell them that they need to do this. And, yeah. and they think it's completely weird to stop eating bread for a week and saying, yeah, how can you okay, not... well, I'll try that. Bread and milk is what we have every day, right? But also, you, we talked yeah. about a minute ago about this. We talked about the science of it and the and the information that's yeah. involved. We'll probably come back to that. But also, you, we t- you talked about gut instinct. Yeah. You know, I guess what we haven't kind of talked about as such is, is listening to your own body without, without the need for, for, for even taking measurement and science. There's, there's an element about just listen to what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And we have lost a lot of that. And this is when I was talking about intuition. I'm not talking about like witchcraft or, you know, like <laughs> yeah. thinking, you know, oh, I can see dead people. You know, it's not that. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's feeling, you know, being in, in touch with your, with your own body. If you, if your body's talking to you and your gut is saying, saying look don't eat this or this is how i feel when you put whatever you have put in your mouth it could be bread it could be peppers you know whatever it is you know i feel i'm cramping here i'm i'm bloated i'm you know this gas that smells foul you know whatever it is but you ignore it and you keep doing it and you do it again the following day and you think yeah Okay, and and your gut must be thinking what it's is, like a, an abusive relationship yeah. in a way. It's like, well, I keep talking to you and you ignore me completely and just yeah. keep doing the same shit every day. Yeah, and so yeah, and I guess that abu- that kind of you know self harm to a certain degree. If you if you know it's it's damaging for you, we keep doing it. That is a form of self self harm for all well, sorts exactly. of reasons. Well, exactly. Yeah, it's almost like what I was saying before that it can be a, a, a quite a perverse kind of situation yeah. where you. You know, it, it's self-sabotaging in a way. It's kind of yeah. like saying, you know, uh, but uh, and and it only takes a little bit of awareness. And again, there's no excuse. 2021. I mean, how many bloody apps are out there to? Oh yeah. You know, to have a, a gratefulness journal or you know, mind, mindfulness on the go or whatever it is you want to do uh, around being more aware, more mindful, more kind of a you know spiritual, more in touch with your own body, whatever. There's a hundred apps out there. You know, those are props. It's lovely to have them, but, you know, you don't necessarily need them. All you need to do is to just bloody listen to what your gut is telling you. If you're bloated every night after whatever you're eating, make a note of what were the ingredients, you know, what were the ingredients in that dinner and say, okay, well, I think I'm spotting a pattern in here. I think it must be the... I'm using loads of chili pepper and that really upsets me. I wake up at two o'clock in the morning, you know, like with a burning gut, but I keep putting the chili in because I really love the flavor. Okay. Well, what is more important that you get a good night's sleep and and you don't wake up at two o'clock in the morning with a stomach burning or uh, that you have the enjoyment of the chili can you put something else in there so there's like those simple things that i think we have lost connection with yeah that can have you know an effect on your mental health as well if you know if you're absolutely lack of, lack of sleep or it's just bothering you or you're just in pain or you feel uncomfortable all day and you can't concentrate etc it's it's going to start having having an effect and you talked at the beginning about in our, in our previous chat you talked about hypersensitivity or sen- um, you, you mentioned it at the beginning of this because when you talked about inflammation and that was something I wanted to pick up on. It's around, you know, uh, your gut can become hypersensitive to to uh, whatever it is that you keep putting in there yeah. and uh, you ignore the messages. And uh, and it comes to a point that that can actually affect your mental well-being. So it mm. can affect your mental well-being because it, it can insidiously, it means that you might not get a good night's sleep that you mentioned earlier or, or that is always like a latent thing there that, you know, the, the, the pain or the discomfort in your gut may not be such that it's, overwhelming but it's kind of like always there so you feel conscious about it and you feel that you know you may not want to do something 
like you know going on your yeah. bike or getting out and yeah. doing a run or something because you you're scared that something's going to happen or that you're going to need the loo or something so that can have for a number of reasons it can have a detrimental effect on your on your mental well-being so that that kind of thing is is that hypersensitivity to a situation whatever you're putting in your mouth that is affecting your gut that if you keep doing it it's just going yeah. to get worse and and the only way to assess whether it is actually the bread or the peppers or whatever it is that it might be because it's a hundred things yeah. for a hundred different people uh, it's just basically just making a list of what you're eating trying to figure out what it might be and I'm not talking about getting into complicated diets where you exclude mm-hmm. things and so on just literally just um, try to change whatever you're doing for a few days and see if there is a uh, an effect uh, and then just go from there because it, it's not any more complicated than that and just like play around a little bit with it but you know typical things that people react to are you know ultra processed uh, foods that you buy in the supermarket and will have loads of hidden ingredients you read the labels and they have long list of ingredients that you cannot yeah. even pronounce and if your gut is sensitive already and you have uh, a whole whack of uh, um, foods that are processed in excess because they don't need to be that processed um, to 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 be kind of like tasty and 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 nutritious you're putting a lot of extra baggage on yeah on a a a vehicle that is already overloaded and uh uh, so try to think of try to be kind to the gut when you're in that kind of situation because again it's not going to be just um limited to the gut it's going to be uh, is going to have a, um, a ramifications around the health of the whole of your body and your mental health as well. Yeah. So again, in your in your experience and your time doing doing this, have you seen any particular, I guess, traits, personality traits, or or disorders, or kind of um, behaviors, or things that 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 are strongly linked or influenced by by gut health? You already kind of talked about skin. There's obviously kind of we're talking about organs your skin is an organ as well isn't it so quality of skin in terms of hydration and just good gut health anyway but any kind of you know, i guess mental health uh, behaviors or or traits or yeah so i've i worked for years in mental health particularly two areas um uh, mood disorders and and addiction right um in mood in the in addiction is kind of a you know another discussion for another time because yeah, it's quite complex sure, sure, and there's sure, loads sure. of other things around <laughs> yeah. it as well but in mood disorders typically you know at one end you've got the depression and the other end you've got the anxiety and you know a, a, a big spectrum in between mm-hmm. but it definitely what we do know um about the connection between the gut and the brain again the diversity really plays a big role the the the, the typical kind of bacteria that we know are beneficial for the gut and also for the rest of the body your bifid the bacteria and lactobacilli, for example, which are in fermented foods like your yogurt or kefirs and, you know, any fermented dairy kind yeah. of uh, or alternative dairy, you know, like your coconut yogurts and so on. Mm-hmm. And also things like fermented vegetables. So um, sauerkraut and pickles and olives and things like that will also be a, a really good um, kind of uh, source of those, those bacteria. Those can have a really positive effect. And again, I wouldn't expect that somebody who's had depression for 10 years and they've had, you know, um, they've been on antidepressants, they're suddenly going to have a little bit of, uh, you know, some pickles and yogurt and they're going to be cured. But what you can expect is, and and there's some good evidence about it as well, is that with the right approach and a sustained approach as well, so not something you do for three days and expect a miracle situation, but something you do 
a little bit at a time every day for a while. Yeah. You're probably going, if you're on drugs, you're probably going to react better to the drugs, whether you're on antidepressants or anxiolytics. Uh, if you're not, because you're uh, either undiagnosed, but you have a tendency mm. or you are, you have been diagnosed, but you're not actually on a treatment or so you would be doing, you know, um, talking therapies or whatever, you know, as a, yeah. as a treatment that is not um, um, pharma based, yeah. then that, that can also have a supportive role. And more than anything, it's knowing that you're taking some control as well. So with any condition and particularly with mental health, you could feel that you're at the mercy of the drugs or you're at the mercy of the condition, whether you're on the, you know, you're on the drugs or you're actually just affected by the condition because Mm -hmm. it's an element of both anxiety and depression that whenever it hits you, you cannot really do anything to, to remedy it. It hits you like a, you know, like a, like a truck and, and it's there and you didn't expect it, but it's there and it takes over. So if you do something that actually allows you to take some control in your life by choosing these kind of foods that we've discussed that that could be yeah. you know beneficial for your gut obviously uh, on the basis of a of a diet that's got loads of brightly colored vegetables and fruits and so on so you're feeding your gut the right kind of like baseline plus the extra fermented foods and your own mm-hmm. even if it's a a chore because it could be a chore or could make you feel even more anxious just thinking about it yeah. The idea is a little bit of the t- at the time, it's better than actually just ignoring it because sure. either you, it's too much of a chore because you're depressed, or it just makes you to it makes you hyper even just thinking about it if you're anxious. That's a really so good. Just, uh, that's a really good point. Uh, we we do talk about baby steps and small taking small steps on the pod a lot because yeah, you know, every, anything can be overwhelming. You know, too much information. You know, the pressure to do something, the pressure to change things immediately. So that yeah. that is great. Just introducing things. Slowly. And the pressure is huge. Mm. You know, yeah. I, I had to take a step back of social media because I was have on on. Um, I found Instagram was very addictive for me, and uh, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, you know, you see all these like bloody pictures of salads and like you know healthy eating all the time. Or you, according to how you you know the people you follow, of course, you know, you could be following somebody else completely, but you know, if you follow like healthy eating and, you know, healthy people, then it's just like overwhelming. And you think, Oh God, suddenly I just feel like um, my diet is shit because I should be having all these like Buddha balls in the morning with like 20 (laughs) different berries and, and they must look incredible. So they are more nutritious and, you know, and it's just not real life. And I think that is, you know, and that's just one bit. So if on top of that, you've got people around you also telling you, or you turn on the telly and it's telling you how good it is for you to eat healthily. Mm-hmm. And you just feel either completely not bothered because you're really down or yeah. you feel attacked by the information because you're feeling a bit hyper, then it's it, rather than actually trying to sort it all out in one day, and just go to Whole Foods and spend 200 pounds in like healthy things, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's just a little bit at the time because anything that you do is going to be a little bit at the time. Yeah. If you want a muscular body and you want to be like, you know, you want to be like completely buff and, 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 and sexy looking, it doesn't happen in two days going to the gym. You need sure. to kill yourself in the gym for like two years to get, to get <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. to get the pecs and the, and the biceps. So if you want them, cause that's important for you, you then you, it, you need yeah. to work towards that. And so it's the same happens with health and, and diet and so on. You cannot just like create the ideal diet overnight. Just like 
go little by little, see what you like, see what you don't like, yeah. make your own version of it, listen to what your gut is telling you. And that's already engaging you and actually making you control the situation as opposed to just let the, let the press and the social media and, and peer pressure control you. Yeah, that's great. I was going to, was going to talk about uh, technology and obviously the, and you've already kind of talked about taking ownership of your own health, which is great. So I'm going to cover that one off. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, we talked about gut instinct, people listening to their bodies and taking ownership. Obviously there's lots of information. We've talked about that. There's lots of tools out there. Obviously you work with a company that provide tools to, to find out more about your, your health, um, which, which we're going to point to. And Eleanor's kindly given us, um, given our listeners a, a, a nice discount. So I'll be, I'll be putting that out. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is ev- everything is out there for people to take ownership and control of their own, of their own gut health in, in this instance, and largely their own mental health. You know, there are, there are things out there, but we, we all, I mean, we all need to look after each other, don't we? But there's also an element of people have got to stand up and, which is my belief anyway, you've got, you know, it's no point looking at someone else. No one's going to look after your gut health. You're the only one that's going to, we're back to what you put in your mouth, which I think is a, it's a really important part of this, but I guess if you've got any kind of any, I guess any thoughts on the use of tech and the use of the information we've got and listening to, you know, sorry, I've thrown a lot of things at you. My my, my brain's going, but yeah, no, that's fine, that's fine. Uh, so <laughs> I, I I do think technology is really important and it's going to give us a lot of uh, uh, mileage for mm. uh, taking care, taking control of our own um, health and well being. I uh, obviously uh, work for Atlas Biomed and uh, um, our um, company runs on technology in a way. You can get your results via your um, um, mobile phone. You can interact with an app and see, you know, you can even take a photo of what you're eating and it's going to tell you what the ingredients are. So it's kind of an educational tool in there. So you learn that if you had uh, carrots they uh, provide you with uh, fiber and vitamin a which is good for your lactobacilli and so you can get to know this kind of uh, mm. you know this kind of lingo of what gut health is and the bacteria yeah. and so on which is in in a in in a sense it's, it's that rich engagement with with learning that is going to to make it all sink in much better and yeah. engage you um, with the process much in a much more effective way yeah um, on, on the flip side, you have the obsession with technology. So if somebody's completely obsessed with, you know, I've seen people completely obsessed with putting everything in my fitness pal or whatever app they use, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. they just to the to the gram. So it's like, oh, I've had uh, 15 grams of this and 20 grams of that. And I just don't think that is healthy. I yeah. whatever way I think about it, you know, the, I can see a, a point for it if you are uh an athlete and you're going to compete in the Olympics and you need to be following a protocol to the letter yeah. because that is going to get you gold or or sure. make you lose the gold. And that's your job. And you're there and you have <laughs> yeah. the whole responsibility of a whole nation backing you or whatever. Cool. And and it's a it's competitive sport. It's a completely different game to, you know, me or you at home trying to figure out whether 10 grams of lettuce is going to make a difference to my health. <laughs> yeah. We haven't got the algorithms, you know, we haven't got a, a computer in your phone that will tell you, this is exactly what you need. I'm going to print uh, a 3D tablet that's going to give you exactly <laughs> what you need today. Yeah. Maybe in 20 years we will, and that will that's what will happen. But to be fair, in 20 years, I don't think you'll need to be entering it because there will be sensors in the house or something that 
will pick up how much lettuce you've eaten or something. So, <laughs> yeah, and if you want that information, you can have it. And uh, you'll have people who live off of the grid and they'll ignore it completely as well. Mm-hmm. So, the future doesn't need to be that menacing and kind of like, like you know, just completely overwhelmed by technology. Yeah. But it, the, 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 the whole point is that it can be quite OCD, it can be quite obsessive, yeah. you know, compulsive in a way. Yeah. I personally, um, um don't resonate with that kind of way of working on the basis that yes you can have a goal and of course you need to be compliant with the goal and on top of it in order to achieve it so if you want to lose weight or to um, become more you know more muscular or to become you know whatever it is that your goal is yeah you need to keep on top of it to achieve it and if there is a tool that will help you great but when it becomes a little bit too intrusive and I find these tools too intrusive. I don't actually think that you gain from them. Yeah. I actually think that you actually, it's data for the sake of data, which I don't agree with. Uh, so any apps that just give me, oh, I'll tell you all about your sleep. And I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do with that? If yeah, I still yeah, yeah, like yeah. get completely legless before going to bed and I, you know, <laughs> I sweep two bottles of vino tinto before going to bed and I have a curry or something just like half yeah, an hour right. before I go to bed. Yeah. What why why do I want to know that you know my REM sleep was like less deep than last night or something? Yeah. So it you know it's an extreme. I don't think sure. that many people will do these kind of things, you know, but um yeah, and use the app. It, it comes with a certain type of person. Sure. But what I'm saying is that technology can be really useful. It can help you a lot. Yeah. Um, the idea of Atlas is to be non-intrusive. So mm-hmm. it's to give you recommendations that you can take at your own pace. You said yourself that, you know, you got very extensive results with loads of recommendations. Yeah. And and depending on the kind of person you are, you'll take more or you'll take less because mm-hmm. you think, okay, well, I, I can only take this bit. And even if you just take the one thing and you say, well, Atlas told me that I need to eat more fiber and it needs to be from five different colors in a week. So it needs to be purple and, you know, an orange and blah, blah. So I'm going to make an effort. So when I go shopping, I'm going to put something purple, something orange, something white, you know, in my shopping basket. Uh, You know, so I have all sorts of color vegetables and fruits so that's one thing that you can do very easily all the other more granular things if you think okay well i'm really going for this hammer and tongue i really need to sort out my gut or sort out my anxiety or whatever i'm gonna do everything that i need to do i'm going to follow 10 things from atlas you know so just take as much or as little as you want yeah but when it comes it becomes intrusive yeah. And it's these apps that are measuring you all the time and telling you things all the time. And, you know, you need to do this now. And next day you need to lower your macros to this. So, you know, you've got too much of this or too little sure, of that. Sure. I find that a bit in your face, to be quite honest. There's loads more we can talk about. And you've just, there's, a, there's I've just scribbled a handful of things down. It would be, would be nice to revisit another day if you're up for it. Um, yeah, definitely. So thank Thanks for your. We could, we could talk for hours. Thanks for your time, personally, and and on this on this pod as well. And hopefully, we'll we'll check in again sometime soon. It'll be my pleasure. Thank you so much for okay. having me. You're welcome. All right. Speak soon. Take care. Cheers, bye. All the best. Bye. Bye. What do you think of that? I don't know why we had to sit here for forty-four minutes in we, silence. Is that just the way you do your recordings? Yeah. All right. Does it make does it make it easier for you to edit? <laughs> yeah, it just it's just more authentic. Yeah, I, mean, I could have actually played the interview, but I didn't have it to hand. No.
No, but the timing was spot on. I, I wasn't. Were you uncomfortable with that, were you? No. No, I wasn't. No, no. That's what we can do. It's nice to have a bit of peace and quiet. Yeah, it was. <laughs> rather than this endless jibber-jabber. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, you, well, you, you listened to it on a, on a car journey, didn't you? Yeah. So, so any thoughts on that? I, well, one thing I, before, sorry, the one thing I kind of found, is, like most of these things, you get into these subjects and you just want to kind of, there's so many little branches off and I was just writing, furiously writing down things that I really want to pick up with them again. And hopefully we will at some point. So we obviously talked about personality and mood disorders. We kind of scratched the surface yeah, of that in terms yeah, of how, yeah. how important your gut is and your gut health is, is on that. And also, um, Miguel uh, talked about addiction, which sounds fascinating. I think mm -hmm. we're kind of kicking around some mm. things at the moment mm. in terms of how we're going to bring that back in yeah. and, and give that the time it needs properly. Yes. But it is fascinating, isn't it? I think I knew some of the stuff before I talked to him before, but it, it all kind of came together in a, in a bit of a crescendo, actually. So, I, mean, I think the, the takeaway that, I, I mean, I did love it. I love the whole thing. And it's made me think I haven't been eating what I want to eat the last week. I've been yeah. eating, I don't know, quick fixes. And what it made me think was almost how new all this is, because you made some comment about like, surely we've known about all this. And he was almost sort yeah, of saying, yeah. we have, but we've almost ignored it in a yeah, way. It's yeah, almost yeah. like it's always been there, but no one's really wanted to talk about it or no. look into it. Yeah, it's good. So hopefully we'll um, have him on again. He's, he's up for doing that. So yeah. we'll kind of kick some ideas around and have, to have some focused chat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, uh, they have kindly offered uh, thirty percent off these two tests, and uh, each test is is you know is hundred and sixty quid. Mm. So, but the amount of which is just you know a decent amount of money. Mm. So thirty percent off of that is is really generous, and mm. we'll, I think they'll bring it down to one hundred and eleven pound thirty mark. But you'd already worked that one out, hadn't you? <laughs> well, I was working it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 you probably would have gone one hundred and eleven. 28. Well, did you say 30% of 160? 159. Oh, 160 would be 48, wouldn't it? And then, it, so that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I suppose I'm you've used a calculator. Kind of, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I put it in. So, what I did, they, so they've kindly given us a, a code which yeah, you can put generous. in at the checkout and I'll get 30% off both of them, which is yeah. really cool. So, if you go to atlasbiomed.com, uh, we'll put on the links on our show notes if you want them, and we'll put some on social as well. And where it says uh, add promo code, put in I am fine 30. I am fine. I am fine 30. Numbers 30. Yes, 30. Okay. Okay. So I am fine 30. And it will uh, actually does a little cool thing where the numbers go and reduce. We get loads as well, I guess, like what? commission and stuff. No, oh, of course we don't. Apart from that. You're obsessed, Mark. <laughs> Money, Mark. As you should. <laughs> You're always talking about being a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we don't get anything out of this. We, we're passing this on because it's a really, it's a really, really cool test, and I've got loads from it. Yeah, and I'm still getting lots from it. So, so there you go. So, thanks to uh, Miguel for doing the interview, and um, yeah, thanks, Miguel. Thanks to Elena for for setting it up and giving us the code, and uh, um, there'll be more from them soon. We've got mailbag. M A I L. Yeah. So we had a nice email from Cleaner Kelly. I haven't heard from Cleaner Kelly for a while. No. I uh, said, hello, Mark and Dame. <laughs> I'd never spotted that before. Well, cheeky, she got, cheeky, it, the, she got it the right, the right way around. Cheeky monkey. As I listen to your pods generally whilst driving, I can never respond with a quick message or an email. Good. Unlike Mark. <laughs> so here it <laughs> driving is. Driving back, having text messages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. No. Uh, no, you wouldn't do that. Uh, really enjoying Can't the... text in the eye shut. <laughs> tried more on that in another episode um really enjoying the pods varied and informative and fun in spades hmm i'm up to 61 nice one and not fallen asleep listening in ages cleaner kelly lovely so, That's yeah, good i haven't heard from ages and we had a, a nice comment from russian spy on instagram mm -hmm. not exactly undercover is it 
<laughs> I don't know. It's like a double bluff, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. This is on episode sixty-five, which we, which we called Mark's pet kingfisher is timid, suspicious, and worried. Which is probably one of my favourite titles. Mm-hmm. So, Russian spy wrote the funniest podcast. I laughed so much I spat tea onto a piece of solder. Mm. Thanks. Onto a Russian soldier. <laughs> <laughs> so, just for that, that might kind of sound really random. Russian yeah. spy makes jewellery. Yes. Uh, under the name of Sputnik Jewelry, as you'd expect. Again, yeah, in plain sight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she'd want me to say this because this is setting people off down a, you know, mm. they're all going to go looking for her and she'll be somewhere else. I mean, she's smart, that Russian spy. It's a good name. So it's go and check out. Um, yeah, it is very good. So again, uh, have a look at that. Plug, plug. Uh, no commission, Mark. That's not how we work. Honestly, <laughs> again. honestly, I can see the pound signs in your eyes. So unsavory, right. <laughs> Have you got any uh, mailbag, Mark, at all? No. Nah. Right. Got some life hacks. Would you like some? We what? We we haven't had any for a while because because of Colin's lengthy resignation letter. Yeah. We had to bump these out. All right. So you up you up for this? <laughs> I but, have trepidation on it. This, well, this you, is why? about the only thing where I think we're in different camps. You get what really? Because you genuinely, genuinely believe what you're saying. <laughs> And I, I think, believe what I'm saying. Of course, I, I think it's just I'm dripping saying. in in irony and sarcasm, but it's not. That's I look just at your, your face. cynical nature. Go on, it's... then, give us one. So, uh, Mark. So, oh, life hack: socks before shoes. <laughs> now you've just been a dick. There's no need for that. <laughs> uh, so, why have you got your socks outside of your shoes today? Keep my shoes. You got clean. that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a funny. So- Here's a very, very funny. No, this that's that's lining up to. Yeah, much. let's all be the judge of that. Yes. This happened in a Pontins. I don't know where the Pontins was and I don't know when, but it did happen in Pontins. People would, there was a game in Pontins. You had to take all the glasses on your table when you were watching the show, put them all into this big glass and then drink the contents through a sock. And if you did, you got a bottle of Prosecco. Oh, you mean put the drink, well, whatever's left in the sock. Whatever's left. That's disgusting. Yeah. That That could have been hopefully a long time ago. It was on. You know, at a time when it was on um, Shag Married a Void because okay. the, the woman on there used to Rosie used to work in Pontins and she said it. It was like they would encourage people to oh, do this that. This isn't your story. In my story, this is not you at Pontins. This is not no, an experience you I had. haven't done Pontins. You've just literally relayed someone else's experience as if it was your own. When I used to work in Pontins, I was in charge of. Legit, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was your story. I thought that was your. I'll put it, well, just edit this in. I don't in. know what to believe anymore. I'll edit this in. We'll do it seamlessly. Well, no, this is going out as as is. I'm not touching this. You know, I used to work to in Pontins in the your... 90s. <laughs> Mark, it's not working. You can do what you want. <laughs> You're making yourself look worse. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, Mark, don't you just hate it when you want to screw a screw and the screw head, normally posy ones or cross head, depending on where mm. you come from in the country, has gone worn down and you just can't get any purchase on it. Awful, isn't it? Mm. Um, when trying to unscrew a posy screw, I call them a posy screw, uh, which has been... Uh, worn- Phillips. Yeah, oh, yeah, Phillips, cross it. Yeah, okay, oh, bloody Phillips. Sorry, when trying to unscrew a Phillips screw that has been mm. worn down and uh, um, and becomes tricky to get any purchase, simply put a widish, this is really good, a widish elastic band over the top of it and then push down through the elastic band and it gets purchased on the, on the, on the screw head and comes undone. Good one, that. Mark, don't you just hate it when your, when your candle burns... And it burns. Oh, yes. And, and there's don't... wick, leftover wick on the sides. Not wick, wax. Wax, wick yeah. Wick, wax. You're genuinely excited. You're taking the piss out of me. No, no, I am because it's, it, seems, it's a problem. it seems a waste. It does, doesn't it? Also, why don't they coat buildings in whatever wick's made of? Because they only burn really slowly. 
Right, what? Do you know what I mean? No. You set fire to a wick. If you set fire to a piece of paper, it'd be gone in like five seconds. Right. You set fire to a wick surrounded by wax and it lasts for ages. Yeah. So why, why, why didn't they make buildings, buildings out of wick, candles. And, wick and wax? Mm. So if there was a fire, it'd take a long time and... I mean, it'd yeah. smell nice, but you could get put out. That's what I'm saying. It's just a thought. Yeah. You want to keep those to yourself yeah. in the future? So, um, you're going to go about the wasted wax? The wasted wax around yeah. the top because they have a little well, doesn't it? Mm. So, and I've tried to kind of break off the wax. And yeah. It, it doesn't no. work, does it? It just goes over the... So, here's what you do. I'm excited. Go. Get some foil, put mm. it round the, round the... If you're in a glass jar, and have a little bit of uh, foil over the top and just fold it over so it's like a circular shelf. Light it, let it burn for a couple of hours, and it'll all just settle nice and flat. Good, right? I can't understand what you just said, but fine. I'll put a link to it. Yeah. I'll somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next. I'll draw it and put it on Instagram. For sake. Right. Uh, when you're in the buff, prevent your bathroom mirror from fogging up. You must suffer from this because you shower regularly. And I bet you got a massive mirror in your, <laughs> your bathroom, haven't you? Full length. Actually, you probably just got a mirrored bathroom. It's got so, anti fog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anti fog. <laughs> <laughs> Got demister or built in. <laughs> screen wipes. So apply a small amount of car wax to the or a lot of car wax to your mirror. Yeah. Put it on there and wash it and then let it dry and then buff with a soft dry cloth. It won't fog up. So there we go. I'll have to crack on and finish up, Mark. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Have you got yeah. anything to add? Nope. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far. And thanks for listening. Give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to I'm Finecast at gmail.com. And don't forget to give us a five star review. That really helps uh, on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend or two. In the next episode, did you have any ideas what you want to do in the next episode, Mark? Because I haven't got any. Yes, back. I have two ideas what I would like to do in the next episode, Damien. Number one is I would like to revisit accountability. Oh. And I want to, to sort of show how it might work by doing a sort of practical demonstration with the listeners and number two is i would like to have a conversation about are we being too nice okay cool all right that's what's in next episode coming up yeah coming up okay so we'll see you next week yeah thanks see you soon bye see you